Okay, let's learn. Let's learn. No, no, it's good. Thank you, Shkai. Now, the place that we're up to, the Torah that we're up to from Rav Kook, in Eretz Chaifetz, opens up a very, very big sugya. We're going to be talking a lot about it. And I decided that it would be good to begin with a, with a beautiful Torah from the Avni Nezer, This Shavu's night, Yom Hashem, we're going to be learning Avni Nezer. And... When Rav Kook speaks about Kedushas Eretz Yisrael as being Kedushas HaTeva. Kedushas Eretz Yisrael is Kedushas HaTeva. That's where we're up to in Eretz Chaifetz. The Kedushas Eretz Yisrael is Kedushas Teva. Kedushas HaTeva. In this particular sif that we're going to learn, it's hard to understand. So before we before we enter into that sugi of Kedusha's Eretz Yisrael, as Kedusha's Teva, the Kedusha of nature, the Kedusha of nature. So let's learn this Torah from Avinezer today, and it will help us. <coughs> it will help us to understand what Rav Kook's talking about. In this Torah, the Avinezer talks about it's from the Shem Yishmuel, but it's based upon his father's Torah. The Shem Yishmuel, of course, is the son of the Avinezer. And here the son, the Shem Yishmuel, the Shmuel Sachachava, is explaining the Yisod of his father, of the Avinezer. The connection between Eretz and Shabbos. Between Eretz and Shabbos. So the Avni Nezer, that's the first piece, the Avni Nezer says, Eretz Yisrael v'Shabbos, hein b'signon echad. You have it? You see inside? Eretz Yisrael v'Shabbos, hein b'signon echad. So the Avni Nezer says everything very, very short, very to the point. And he says that Eretz Yisrael and Shabbos is one signon, this is one style, one inyan, one yisod, Eretz Yisrael and Shabbos. Now, this is found in, in the Rishonim, in many places, and the note he brings from the Ramban, it's found in many places. Now, you know that Chazal have a number of, a number of comments regarding the centrality of Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is the middle of the world. Eretz Yisrael is the highest point of the world. So then all the little... Amateur scientists go scrambling to try to um, to try to uh, debate this. What does that mean? Eretz is the center of the world. The world is is round. And uh, and what does it mean? It's the highest point in the world. It's the highest point in the world. It's the, it's the pizza shop in the old city. Is the highest point in the world. <laughs> and uh, everybody gets everybody gets all worked up about these chazals. So one of those chazals, 
or, or an explanation of this of these chazals, is the Bishanim tell us that Etzesels Aklima Emtsoi, that there are different climate zones in the world. And then Etzesels Haaklima Emtsoi, Etzesels is the central, the immediate climate. Shlosha Aklimim Menelutsofen Vishlosha Ladorum, there are three above in the north and three below to the south. Vetzesel Haaklim Hashvi Beemtsa. This is also found in the Maral and the other places. And Israel is the seventh climate zone that's in the center. There are three north, three south, and Israel is in the center. And so too. So that's in physical space in the world. Israel is the center of the world, the climate, the zone is the center of creation. And in time, Shabbos is the center because there are three days before and there are three days after. Now, of course, you can say that about any day, any day in the week. Shabbos, Tlosi Yomikami Shabbos, Tlosi Yomidabasa Shabbos. The three days that are before Shabbos and the three days that are after Shabbos. Shabbos, Yom HaShvi, which is Be'emza. And Shabbos is the seventh point, which is the center point. So just as we have in physical space, that Eretz Yisrael is the center point of, of existence, so too Shabbos is the center point of time, which is Yom HaShvi, is Be'emza. V'zu v'zu, and the Avninezah says that v'zu v'zu, that both of these, Shabbos and Eretz Yisrael, both Shabbos in time and Eretz Yisrael in space is the Nekuda HaPnimis, is the inner, inner point that holds everything together. So just as in, in, in space, this Eretz Yisrael is, the, is that Aklim HaEm Tzoy is in the middle and the, and the three to the north and the three to the south are bound together through the center point. That's like the clamp that holds together the entire, the entire Ma'arocha. So too, in time, Shabbos is Yom HaShvi, and as the Moral explains in many places, the seventh is Nekud HaPnimis, that holds everything together. It's Nekud HaPnimis, the inner point. That's the father. And now, and now the Shemesh Shmuel, his son. And the Shem explains, he adds, Eretz is a Loshen Rotzen. Eretz. The word Eretz, land, is a Loshen of Rotzen, of desire of will. Eretz is Ani Eris is a lotion of wanting. A lotion rotsen. In footnote 5, the Medrash says, Lomaniko Shma Eretz. Why is it called Eretz? Sherotzolasais Ritzain Kaina. Because she wants to do, and she's running to do the rotsen. the same thing, Larutz and Rotsen. She wants, and she's running to do the will of her Creator. 
So Eris is a lotion of I want, of Rotson. But there's only one Eretz Yisrael. For Eretz Yisrael, he dogmas ha-rotzen shal Yisrael. As Rabbi Nachman said, Eretz Yisrael means, ani Yisrael. I want to be a Jew. Eretz Yisrael. The deepest rotzen is to be a Yisrael. And Eretz Yisrael is dogmas ha-rotzen shal Yisrael. Every other place in the world that rotzen is secondary or, or below that. That will to be close to God, to be attached to Hashem. Everywhere else in the world, that's not the primary will. That's not the greatest desire. It's not felt that that's the greatest and most important thing to want. It's the inner point, which is the longing of a Jew to be a Jew. That that gilui of Eretz Yisrael of Reitzah Nilai That's the koch of Eretz Yisrael. That the true rotzen of a Jew is Loviv Shabbosamayim. In other places. Even a Jew can become confused to think that there are things that he wants more than Avinu Shabbat But in Eretz Yisrael, that becomes clear that the Rotzen HaPnimi of a Jew is to be a Yisrael. V'Eretz HaAmim, as far as the Eretz HaAmim, meaning outside of Eretz Yisrael, Chutz L'Aretz, V'Eretz HaAmim, he dugmas HaRotzen Shal HaAmim. Eretz Ha'amim is Dugmas Ha'rotzen Shal Ha'amim. In Eretz Ha'amim, the rest of the world, everywhere else is called Eretz Ha'amim. It means the land of the nations of the world. Eretz Ha'amim is Dugmas Ha'rotzen Shal Ha'amim. By those, by those countries outside of Eretz Israel, the Rotzen is the Rotzen of the Amim. The Ikah Ha'rotzen that is felt is that of the nations who are separate from God. Each libitzai, each person, according to what he is, this, this one is, uh, this one's main thing is, uh, this one's main thing is uh, barbecuing on Sunday, the other one's main thing is Little League or whatever it is on Sunday. This one's main thing is money, this one's main thing is girls, this one's main thing is uh, food. Lochase. Ritzainus. So, Whatever that person's pleasure is, that's his rotzen, a rotzen shal ha'amim. And that's the ikir rotzen that is experienced, that is felt in chutz l'aretz, is being chutz, being outside of that rotzen li'as Yisrael. Ba'al kain, and therefore, Eretz Yisrael v'shabbos in yinechad l'ham, and therefore, Eretz Yisrael and Shabbos, is one Indian, Israel is in space, in physical space, and Shabbos is in time. Because what is Israel and Shabbos? Ahava verotzno dveikas. Like, like whenever it's Shabbos, we always hear the word Bahava, right? Bahava verotzno, those words. Bahava verotzno Shabbos kach. Bahava verotzno. 
Ahavir also in Dveikas because on Shabbos, the Nakuda Hapnim is, is the Nakuda Hapnim is the inner point of a Jew, that he wants to be a Jew is felt. And therefore, the Ahav, it's a day of Ahava and Rotsna and Dveikas at Shabbos. Kibbe Shabbos, Ein Ha'avayda Bismamarus Hanefesh, Uberoiges Yetzer Hatoyev Al Yetzer Hara. Now here's where we get to the Yisod that we're going to be learning from Rav Kook, of Eretz Yisod being Kedushas Hatava. When he speaks of Kedushas Hatava, he's not talking about the trees and the flowers of Eretz Yisod. He, he talks a lot about, the, about that also, but that's not what he's talking about here. Kedushas Hatava. not talking about going to the zoo or to a nature reserve or something like that. Kedushas Hatava means it's where the natural, the natural um, will of a Jew the natural teva of a Jew is expressed, is shining. Kedushas teva means when something is natural, it's not forced. Whenever, whenever a person does something that he doesn't want to do, but he has to do it, so with the latest bravery, he does it. And in that situation, because he really doesn't feel it's who he is, it's not really natural for him, and what he's being asked to do is unnatural, so that's always fertile ground for the Eight Sahara to go crazy, right? That's the that's the place where the Eight Sahara comes in. That's the place where Yitzhahara comes in. If the guy if the guy uh, the guy loves he loves baseball, and he lives for the nice weather because the 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 guys all go out and they have teams and he's playing and he got and he's and he's batting third in the lineup his whole life that's what he wanted. And he's on the team, and it's a beautiful day, and he's playing, and he feels good. And, and this pitcher is a guy that he could hit. And, and everything is all set up for this Hatzloch, and that which he loves more than anything, this kid, which is baseball. And then, and then just as he's stepping up to the plate, uh, one of his teammates asks for time out, and he goes over to me, he says, and he goes over to me, he says, you know, uh, you want to go for pizza? <laughs> she looks at him like he's crazy. So he says, pizza, this is the World Series. So he goes, oh, because I know you like pizza, so I just thought maybe you'd be interested in stepping away with me and we go, we go to the store. So there's no Yetzirah for pizza at that moment because his primary will at that moment is shining very brightly. The most natural and, and powerful will that he has at that moment that is so clear to him is to be at the plate. Not at the plate, <laughs> in, the, in the pizza shop, but to be at, at the main, at home plate. Home plate. That's the main rotson. And, and when that rotson is very, very clear, and that rotson is very clear, so then that, uh, the thing seems silly. Even though he, like, he does like pizza, but it's a kleinekite. The other side, the other example that I always give is that if a person is standing by Hashem Elohim, Hashem Elohim, then he feels that, that then he's mamish up, he's, right, he's batting clean up. And it's Hashem Elokim, Hashem Elokim, it's Ni'ilo Yom Kippur. So then at that time, he doesn't have a Yitzhar, because at that time he feels Yiddishkeit is his nature. He, that, he feels connected to his nature, to his Teva. So then you go over to him, you say, you say to him, by the third Hashem Elokim, say, hold for, hold for a second. He's saying, Hashem Elokim, Hashem Elokim, is up to number three, or whatever, four. Hashem Elokim, he says, you know, you know that girl we spoke, you know, you spoke to last week, I think I could set you up with her. If you're, if you're interested, I, I think I, you know, I think she's interested. So the guy would look like, oh, you're, out of, you're out of your mind? So the guy said, whoa, I know you, I know you for a long time. I know you, you know, you're, you're interested in girls. 
You like that? It's it's ni'ila. So what? So what? Because then there's a hisgalus of Eretz Yisrael. Meaning, meaning, there's a hisgalus of roitza ani liyos Yisrael. I want to be a Jew. And when that's misgala in the person, when that's misgala, that rotzen is misgala, and he feels that that's who he is. That's his teva. It's not something which is unnatural. Now, on a regular, on a regular day, this guy is sitting by the Gemara, and the Rebbe's up to the 14th time saying, over the Pshat or something, and he's, and he's sitting there listening to this, and he's looking at the clock, tick-tock, and then, and then his friend sends him a little tzatl. Not the Rebbe Lamech tzatl, you understand? <laughs> he sends him a little tzatl that says, I know this girl, and she likes you, and she's beautiful, whatever, sends all the note. Ah, so then, there's already back and forth, Shakla Vitaria. Now we're talking business. So then he says, how come when I asked you by Neela last week, you thought I was crazy, and now you're so interested? Of course the Territz is, that uh, sitting, sitting here for, for three hours listening to this year, he feels it's totally forced and unnatural. That's not what he wants to do. That's not where he wants to be. Maybe if not, he would feel it, but he doesn't feel it now. It's forced, it's unnatural. That means he's open game. And in order for him to fight off the, the tattle, the little note that he gets, he has to he has to be mechazik himself, and to you know this is not for me. I can't do this. I'm yeshiva bacha. I will not do this. We'll talk later. You know? <laughs> I I can't do this. But that that's already a mulhama. It's already mulhama. It's already a fight. <coughs> the Zohar Kaddish says that when we eat, it's called a mulhama. Lechem is in the word mulhama, bread. Eating is a time of mulhama. I don't think until until the last hundred years when people started thinking about about overeating, because it used to be that people didn't have anything to eat. The people didn't think about what kind of mulcham, what's the Zohar talking what's the mulcham? Of course the mulcham is between the nisham and the guf. The most natural thing the person feels is a taiva for food. But his doctor says, you, you know, you're killing yourself. You're overweight. You're, you're, you're eating terrible things. This stuff is bad for you. It's a mulcham. <coughs> Because he's up at bat. He's up at bat. Up at bat means that he he he's, he, he he enjoys his, he enjoys this food. It's 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 uh, it's something which he has a tie before, and the doctor is telling him something which he feels is unnatural. Because over here, because he he it's time for vegetables. Over here there are French fries, and over here there's like asparagus. <laughs> So he looks at these two things he's at the wedding. I don't know if they put asparagus out, because I go straight for the French fries. So he's looking at these two things, and the French fries are saying, Yankee, you know. This is who, you know, you're really a French fry, Badson. You're just a French fry with hair. That's who you are, you're a French fry. The yarmulke. And the asparagus, and the asparagus, uh, you look at the asparagus, and the asparagus says that, he says to you, no, I'm a, I'm a, a, a health freak, you know, that uh, from Berkeley, California, or something. <laughs> so you know, you have no shaykhs to that. The, this is what the French fries. You have a shaykhs. So, in order, for, but then you hear the doctor says, in the head, the doctor says, Yankee, go for the go for the asparagus, go for the broccoli. That's what the that's what the doctor is. You, you, uh, you remember a little bit, or maybe your wife is there and says, remember, Zachar Al Tishkach, and she leans over, and he says, I'm concentrating. And the, and you hear that voice, and the, the voice of the doctor and the wife is saying, "Don't do that. Don't go for the fries." 
But the, that's, that's, that's my metzias, that's my mahus. So in order not to go for the shoyas and, and, and to opt instead for something that you don't feel is natural, that you feel is unnatural, it's a mulcham. It's Eating is war. It's a mulcham. It's war. If you want to make a lot of money, write some new diet book because that's always guaranteed or open up a, or like to have these... Uh, have a, the, a lot of the women, they either, they're either completely consumed by diet books or by cookbooks. Those two books. And don't they open one over here and they have one over there? <laughs> Back and forth, these two books. It's not just women, but mostly that's the women's in. So then a person feels it's unnatural. So look what the, look what the Shemish Shmuel says. It's a very deep thing. During the week, which is not a time where a person feels ahava rotzen and he feels that Yiddishkeit, avodas Hashem, is unnatural. It's not his teva. During the week, he doesn't feel it's his teva. And because of that, during the week, the avoda is behismamarus. It's with a certain bitterness. He has to break his will. His will is to do something other than what God wants. Like the kid sitting in the, in, in the class, he, he, he wants to run out. Or the guy with the fries wants to eat the fries. That's his will. Now he has to break the will. Breaking is hard. To break one's will is not voida. It's hard, and, and, and therefore it's behismamarus. There's a bitterness. There's a feeling that it's unnatural. Does a person run to Davin? Or does it, uh, running to Davin? What's sad is that even on Shabbos, people come to Davin late. That's a very, very sad thing. Right? That's not what, the Shemesh was not in that place. Because if he would be Be'etzim, connected to the Teva of a Jew, on Shabbos he would be in Shul an hour, two, three hours earlier. He wouldn't be krechzing that he has to get there for Sheikh and Ad, because then someone will notice that he's not there for Baruch Hu or something like that. Hamaven Yavim, what goes on? That even on Shabbos, a person doesn't go to doesn't want to go to shul, has to drag himself to shul. Or, or he's got now a new etzer, or he really would rather avoid shul as much as possible, so he'll dafka get up at, at, and go to a hashkam, and this way he could avoid more davening. There's a new hechetim. It's an interesting thing I've noticed. There are some people that stam they go to shul like on a Sunday, they go to shul at nine o'clock. They they like to sleep late. On Shabbos morning, a lot of that chavah go dafka to hashkam. So this bothered me. I was thinking about this. Not for too long, but I was thinking about it. Why is that? Why This guy I know likes to sleep because he, he, he likes to dive at 9 o'clock on a Sunday. 9 o'clock is very almost, it's almost mincha. So he likes to dive at 9 o'clock. But why does that guy like to dive at Hashkama? I can't figure it out. So then to be down the Kafskos is because Shabbos, he doesn't want to give up any time on Shabbos for learning and for davening, right? So for, he wants to daven more, he wants to learn more. I hope that could be a limut schus. The limut chayva, chasosholim, would be that, let me get this over with, get back to the show. I got davening over with, I got tashkoming. Finished, fast. No frills. Let me get this over with. This, this hurts. This pains me. Davening pains me. So, I bet I gotta go. What are you gonna do? I'm a self self, I'm a yid. I gotta go to shul, which is a madrega. So, but how can I get this over with as painlessly as possible? That means without some uh, chazan or 
uh, make believe chazan somebody, you know, drank a cup with his stuff. Uh, even someone's told me he doesn't like it because in the big shul, I'm not speaking against Hashem, because there are people that for them it's a tremendous toelis to use for Avadis Hashem. I, I, I'm pro Hashem. But there are those who, like everything in life, will use it for the wrong reason. So one guy told me that he doesn't like in the big shul because it takes too long to go with the Sefer Torah back and forth. Here it's very... It's very <laughs> I said, wow, that's... That's a cheshman. That's some kind of cheshman. I don't know how long the difference. I mean, okay, I understand that's maybe like another could be another twenty seconds. He says no, 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 no. He says not just twenty seconds because and it's all the kissing of the sefer Torah and, and then they have oh and see Golov say oh you know it's a whole thing, it's a whole thing. He's telling this to me. I said I don't know. I never saw such a big Indian like that just to go from here to there, from there to here. It's like a big thing in the big shul to go far away to go to the to the bima. It's a long trip to the bima. You understand what is that language? That's the language of ani lo rotze, ani lo rotze. I don't want to daven. I don't want to daven. So I'll go. Listen, what it is? It's it's scary. I'll break my teva. My usual teva is to sleep late. He's a late sleeper, but I'm going to break my teva. Because to daven is more against my teva. So I'd rather lose two hours sleep. I usually am a nine o'clock guy. Now I'm seven o'clock. I'd rather, you, I'd rather break that teva than to spend another hour in shul. I hope that's not really true and I'm just giving a crazy thing. But to, but to get up to daven... If a person feels it's not his teva, either he doesn't go to shul at all, or he goes to shul with an iron ball dragging. You see what happens over here? Look at a, at a minion. You could have a guy here, let's say a guy comes, there are people that they come to learn because they enjoy learning. Because learning he feels, is, Baruch Hashem, a lot of guys feel, and it's a great thing that learning is, I like that. It's my te- I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's my teva. <clears throat> and then learning ends, and it comes time for diving. And you five guys could drag around in the hallway here. I'm sorry for the most It's none of you that are sitting here right now, I'm sure. But could drive around in the hallway for 10, 15 minutes, always come to davening. It's already brachis, it's already after brachis. Why? Why are you running to, to put on, to start conversations? Why? Because davening is hard. Learning you already feel is teva. So you can go to the hallway and talk for 10, 15 minutes and come and then run into shul and they're ready up to, they're ready, uh... What's your rush? You were here the whole time. Why didn't you? Why didn't? Why weren't you misyashiv to put on your talis and fill and to start and to listen to the brachas? Why are you standing in the hall? What are you talking about? Well, grown men have to go to the bathroom. So I mean, unless someone has an Indian, what does he have to go to the bathroom like that so much? So it's because that my teva I don't feel is the daven. So how can I get out of this? And in order for me to be in the davening, I have to drag myself to davening. Therefore, what's the shortest place you could daven on Yom Kippur? What's the fastest place I can get out on the Shabbos? What's the uh, what's the work I go from in Hamar where they're not mishabed me because I could run in, I could run out, nobody knows I come, I go, I'm here, I'm there. I come, I leave before Alena, I come, I come after Alena, I leave before Alena. <laughs> <laughs> where can I go? Uh, what they call minion factories, this is a mile now they call minion. It's a bizarre to Clayus, all these places, bizarreness. Because it means it's not my teva. It's not my teva, one second. It's not my teva. And when I'm out of my sorts, I try to get it over with as soon as I can, as fast as I can. I've got to get out of here i got to get out of this. 
and, and, and that's where the Yitzhahara comes in. Once I'll get to you, give me a second. That's why it says over here, what the Rebbe is saying is, on Shabbos, you don't have to, you don't have to, your Avodah Hashem, the Hashem Yishmuel is saying this, the Avodah Hashem on Shabbos is not with a bitterness. It's not, I got to do this. No, I got to do this. On Shabbos, not with his Mamrus HaNefesh. Or like Chazal say, that you have to make the Yetzir HaTov to be angry, to fight against the Yetzir HaTov. You've got to get the Yetzir HaTov working. On Shabbos, Shabbos you don't have to. Because on Shabbos, which is the Bechina of Yisrael in time, the right Sa'anili is Yisrael. I want to be a Jew. There's Ahava and Rotson and Devekas. Therefore, on Shabbos, my Teva, my Teva is felt. And when the teva, when my nature is, when am I, who I naturally am, on Shabbos I feel that Yiddishkeit is natural for me. And therefore on Shabbos I don't have to fight against it. Or I don't have to fight to get to Davin. I have to fight to learn. I don't have to fight against my Yitzhahar. Because Shabbos is Shabbos Menucha. That's the Menucha of Shabbos. Because Menucha means when you're in a place which you feel is your teva, then you feel Menucha. When you have to sleep by somebody else's house because you have to go to, the, uh, to your second cousin's uh, offer for something and they're having a Shabbos offer. So you, and you have to sleep in someone's house. You don't really want to be there. What am I doing here? So you don't have Menuchas Shabbos. It's not my blanket. It's not my pillow. It's not my bed. It's not my food. It's not my house. It's not my wife. It's not my friend. It's not my this. I have to be here because my father said I have to go and my mother said I have to go and I'm here. You don't have Menucha. Or, what, or the Menucha that you have is very, very limited Menucha. Because that's not because it's not it's not I'm not in my natural habitat. It's not my natural place. And when I'm out of my natural place, I feel it's not my teva. And when I'm not in my element, then I don't have menucha. I don't feel menucha. When I'm not in my element, I don't feel menucha. I don't feel that. I feel like I really would rather not be here. I really have to get out of here, like like it is with the Rishul. People come late and don't want to be there and leave early and so I have to get out of here. Or they or memarim lotzes from the Shabbos instead of ma'achim lotzes from For the people that want Shabbos to end earlier, and they're nervous this time of the year, and Jews are going around saying it's such a long day, it's such a long day. And every time I hear that, I stand in Shemaim, they should be mechila kapara. The Jews should talk like that about Shabbos. It's a long Shabbos. It's a long day. That the Baruch gave us Shabbos, God forbid, kilo, something to hurt us, to, 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 to torture us. It's a long day. I'm not talking about what are we going to do with the children, that's uh, the mothers with the children, I understand, to keep the children occupied. But even the, the grown people feel that it's... Because they, have, because they have stuff they want to do, they have stuff they need to do. They want to get back to the show, and Shabbos is an interruption. Maybe you wanted to say something. <coughs> recognize a certain teva in you that you would like to break that teva and fight against it. Isn't that a good thing? To, to, to change in a positive way. That's great. That's what, we, that's, what we, that's what we have to try to do all the time. Sure. Right, but you have to admit the fact that maybe you don't want to be in shul, but you're okay. going to go to shul and you're going to break your will. And Thank you. Go. That's beautiful. That's the avod of a Jew. But that's called the avod of the six days of the week. Wouldn't it be chaval if on Yom Kippur a person had to fight to get to, with himself to get to Kol Nidre? That would be sad, no? That's pathetic. So what the Rebbe is saying... Sure that there are people with okay. 
And if they and if they break that will, kol kavod, Whenever a person does to serve God, kol kavod. What the Rebbe is saying is, but what's life without Shabbos? And what's life without it? It's a In other words, isn't there a time at all in your life where you feel that this is you? Don't you ever feel that being a Jew is you? Not something you have to do. People do. People do. Yeah. Feel negative. Yes. And, and, then, and then the mode that they're in then, the avod is to break that. Mm-hmm. To be a good boy, to be a good girl, to do what's right. But what is life without having some time at least? That's what Shabbos and Eitzel is. The Rebbe is explaining. Some time in some place in life where I feel that I don't have to work hard. I want this. I don't have to break myself to do this. I like this. That feeling that a Bocha has when he's, like, at some point when he's learning, let's say, and he's went there to Searle, and he's there, and it's uh, Shana Beis or something, and he's sitting there, and, he's, and he actually has this feeling of, I, I, I think I like Torah. You know, I, I think I like this. Wow, I really like this. I really like this. I, I can't get enough of this. I really like this. That's an amazing thing. That's an amazing feeling. In other words, it's no longer, it's, it's not that someone has to tell me to go learn or to make me learn because or else you're going to burn or else you're in trouble or God is not happy with you or your parents are disappointed in you. And No, I really like this. This is Bahava, this is Berotzen, this is Bedveikas. So Shabbos means that time in life, and it just means that place in life where a Jew can very, very, can relatively, in an easy way, access that place in himself that's called Rotsa'ani, I want this. I be'emes feel this. I be'emes feel this. Ukva pirashno divas mirrors. This mirrors of Friday night as I'm a bishwachin. Swachin of Axen betailin is shavisen. All, all of the screaming and all of the all of the pain, all of the darkness, all of all that is bad. Shabbos. This is from the Arizal. It's bottle. Shabbos means shvisen. Stops. All of the crying, all of the screaming, all of the action, all of the pain, all of the bad stuff. Stops. It doesn't mean that all the bad stuff in the world has necessarily stopped. There's bad things that go on all the time. People die in Shabbos too. It's, Shabbos is not as not a Zaman Ptur from the Tsars of this world. There are Tsars. The world is a is a world. So there's Tsars in the world. So what does it mean? The Rizal comes to the Friday night table. And all of us who believe in the Rizal. And we say that we say, Asada b'shvachim. You don't go straight from uh, Shalom Aleichem Teishes to the to Kiddush. You accept Shabbos in such a way. The Zmiros of the Arizal. We say these words, Tzvachan of Aksan Betelenu Shvisen. Or we're going to say in a few hours, Mitzrayim Bakegavne. Also similar l'shainus from the Zara Kodesh. But the world still has, the world still has tsars. 
And what if a person's in the middle of Shevalo Lane? And now it's Shabbos. What if somebody died Arab Shabbos? And he's sitting there Shabbos at the table. And he says these words. He says he says right after he comes back from the Levaya, it's time for Kabbalah Shabbos. He runs to go to Shul after the Levaya Lo'aleinu. And he says, What does that mean? The, the mace is still warm. The mace is still warm. So what does it mean? Shvisnu, shvikin, rechikin, all the bad stuff stops. Rechikin. Hanikalben dachatzifin, all stops. The kalben dachatzifin means the sitrachu, our enemy is the goyim. Kalben dachatzifin, everything stops. So the Shemi Shmuel explains. What that means is, it means, no, the world is a world. And until Mashiach comes, there's, there's bad stuff. It means within the person himself, all of that stops. Like the stories that we heard from Sadiqim that lost somebody, even on Shabbos, and they feared Shabbos with all, like the, with the, with the, with the Chidush Arim, lost, uh, I think, 13 children. And when they died on Shabbos and the Chidushim Shabbos, Shabbos, all of the singing and all of the learning and the Zmiris and the Rikudim is Shabbos, and then by Havdalah he, he passed out. And we have, there are stories like that of Sadiqim. We have many stories like that. They're sad stories, but, they, but, they, but what they reveal is the greatness of a person who's able to come to that place, that even that in himself, in his heart, that even though the world is a mess and my whole world has just collapsed because my kid just died, and the whole world has collapsed. That in the in that in the deepest place of his heart, there's peace, there's quiet, there's a, there's rest. From what? There's rest from the rogues of this world. Because when the person is in that place, that's completely, completely when his Yiddishkeit is completely who he is and natural, there's no steer between believing in God. And the fact that God forbid that that child died right before Shabbos, there's no steer. In this world, there's a big steer. There's a big, a big, big problem in this world. It's terrible. Dynamis and tovamative. It's very, very big difference in this world between burying someone and giving birth to somebody. But when a person is in that place of devekas ahav and rotsen, when he's in that place of teva yisrael. His amuna is penetrating libo to the very depths of his heart, and and then he's able to say these words and to be sincere. All screaming stops. All crying, all darkness is over. It's over. Finished. The That's what it means. Teva. That's that's. You can't fake that. You can't fake that. Bazar Kaddish explains on the Pasik, Vahaya, Bayoim Haniach Hashem Lachamia, Itzvichamia Rigzucha, Mahavaida Akasha, Dorish Leal Shabbos. The Pasik, which is the simple Pshat is talking about that when we will be free, when the Jewish people will be in our land, 
free from all of our sadness and misery, free from our enemies, and from, and from all of the, of the backbreaking slavery and work of this world. That's what the, Torah, the simple Pshat is talking about. The Zohar learns that it's talking about Shabbos. And the Zohar says, in other words, that every single Shabbos we come to that time that's called haniach, the word Haniach, when Hashem gives you peace and freedom. From the word Haniach, Lahaniach means to leave alone. It's Menucha. From your sadness, and Ragzucha means your anger, and Mavadakosha, and all the hard work. Remember when it's not natural for you? That's the six days of the week. Everything is hard work. Having to, having to be. Having to keep mitzvahs and stay away from Averis is hard work. Avodakasha. Rogzucha means you could be angry that you're a Jew during the week, that you have to do this and you can't do that. <clears throat> and everything feels like it's Avodakasha. And everything is, is, makes you sad that I have to go to shul, I have to learn, I, have to, I can't do this that I like to do, it's all unnatural for me. But the Zohar learns that when it comes to Shabbos, then it's Vahayi Baniyah Hashem then Hashem frees you from all of the sadness and all of the anger and all of the and all of the slavery of the six days of the week. It's not talking about the slavery. The simple stuff, of course, talking about slavery from the outside, but the slavery is also talking about bechadri halev, bechadri halev, that you you enter into that place that's called the nekuda which is Shabbos, which is Eretz Yisrael, which is right on Eretz Yisrael. This is where I want to be. It was natural for me. Therefore, on Shabbos, it's not an avayda kosher for me to daven. It's not an avayda kosher for me for the, to learn. It's not. It's not an avayda kosher that I feel that there's some, there's some paro, who's called Hashem that's telling me to do this and don't do that. The Yisna Shiminayu Kal Milan Dechol. The Zohar says that on Shabbos one can forget. Hashem helps us to forget. Kol milim dechal, all the stuff of the week. V'chol tsar and v'chol akin and all the all the tsar and all the all the all the pain and all the misery, tsar and akin. That Hashem gives us menucha from all of that. That doesn't mean the person can't bring it upon himself. You could you could you could lie there after you could lie there during the Shabbos meal on the couch to leave the Shabbos table and lie there with some with some stupid newspaper or novel, and you could swim in all of the in all of the uh, uh, in all of the tzar and all of the akin, all of the all of the misery, all of the roigas and the sadness of this world. If you make that choice to sit with a newspaper on the Shabbos, God forbid. If you make that choice to sit with some novel on Shabbos, some book on Shabbos, then <coughs> they sit and talk about about uh, and Havalm, the same things, uh, work and other things. So then the Baruch Shalom says, "I gave you, uh, I gave you Menucha, and you, you don't want it. So okay, so the Baruch Shalom gives that to us. If you don't want it, you don't want it. You'd rather continue on with the with the even on even on Shabbos that feels unnatural to you. Then that that that's the same uh, the same meaning of getting over with the davening. So get back to my novel." Get, get over my dive and get back to the novel. So that's what Shabbos is for. But to sit around the whole day. Not to sit around the whole day. And it's, uh, the weather's getting nice. Not to sit around the whole day. Like uh, sitting out like uh, getting a tan or something. Not that a person can't go out a little bit. But a day that's to have a, a long Shabbos. A long Shabbos for learning. Spend a, 
just to, to get rest a little bit for how much does a person need? Should I, should I dare say amount of time? I don't know if I can say. <laughs> a person, unless he's sick, that needs more than 45 minutes to an hour of nap on Shabbos means that he's, uh, that for him Shabbos is avoid the kosher. I'm sorry to say that to you. Unless you have, God forbid, some problem, some physical injury that you have to. Otherwise, if a, if a, if a male adult, not to mind, I don't know with kids, but if an adult needs more than 45 minutes to an hour of a nap on Shabbos, that means that Shabbos is also avoid the kosher. I'm sorry, that's my opinion. Person sleeps two, three hours on a Shabbos. Two, three hours on a Shabbos. That's Chaval al-Azman. Chaval al-Azman. Two, three hours to sleep on a Shabbos. With more than an hour to sleep on a Shabbos, is a Mashunadika thing. More than an hour on a Shabbos, that person should sleep. Menucha Shabbos is part of what wants us to have. To go. The people can have these marathon things that they're Wife has to turn over the bed to get them out to go to Mincha. <laughs> you know, it's uh, honey. It's seven thirty. I think you have to get up. Not in the morning. Seven thirty p.m. for Mincha. I'm talking about. You have to go for Mincha, honey. You know, I had a hard week. I had a hard week. I had a hard week. Seven thirty. I think uh, all the children, the boys, are waiting for you to go to shul. It's a very hard week, but you're sleeping since one thirty. <laughs> No, I'm sure I'm, pre- I'm preaching to the converted. I'm not talking to anybody here that wastes his life in such a way. But the person has shabbos to sleep for two, three hours like a guy. That's what it means a person's a guy. A guy sleeps on his day of rest, like a, like a shikir to lie there all day. To sit, to sit on a, on a, a porch. So you can't barbecue on Shabbos, so you just look at the barbecue. <laughs> Takim. Tomorrow we'll be together. Nach Shabbos. Tomorrow. So you can sit on the deck next to the barbecue. If we're close, we have a shaykh. Instead of sitting with a cipher, sitting in a or sitting in, in, in someplace and learning, learning with the kids and steiging and learning, to put in these Shabbos as a person could put in five hours, six hours learning. In the day, five hours to learn, six hours of learning. Okay, if they're younger children, it's, it's hard, you have to be, of course. Five, six hours of learning, person can learn. For this, that's only if you're married to somebody who understands that sugi as well. That's not so posh, I understand. That's not posh, it depends on, 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 on who you are to be married to. But a person can five, six hours on a Shabbos, that's the person say after lunch to go to sleep not to wake up for Mincha it's not the biggest busyness in the world Bechlal <coughs> to sleep on Shabbos uh, to sleep on Shabbos how do you how can a person Bechlal sleep on really I'm not saying I know it sounds I sound crazy to go to sleep after the meal to wake up and to run to a minion and to dive at 9 o'clock and to go back to sleep at 12.30 a Shabbos Matahel because a person feels that Shabbos is unnatural the most natural thing for him is to be in, a, in bed. So he spends his whole life Shabbos here. It comes to at 120, one of them says, what do you have on your Shabbos? You fressed and you slept. That's what you had. I went to shul. Got to shul late and you left shul early. But I went to shul, okay, ding, something. The whole Shabbos, you had five hours. You finished eating You finished eating at uh, 2 o'clock. Some people are more. So, you finish 2 o'clock, let's say, 2.30, you finish. Minchas, there's a shir, or there's a mincha, whatever. We're talking about 6.30, 7.30, this, this, now, till, till Yontif. 6.30, 7.30, till Rosh Hashanah. 6.30, 7.30, 
tot Mincha. So if a person, if a person, the emes is in Shabbos, then it's hard to sleep on Shabbos. And there's a story that I've told a number of times, I'm sure you remember, that Shabina Rav, you know, it's just a beautiful story, it's so simple. That Shabina Rav was the God Ladar. And, and there was a, there was in, in Yushalayim, there was a bacha, a little, a little bacha that he came banging on the Shabina Rav's door. In those years, you could, you could do that. There weren't any, like, a barium and guards and dogs and whatever. <laughs> and he went banging on the Shabina. I remember I went, I went to Rav Shalom knocking on the door to ask He used to be able to just go like that. And, and he, the, this bacha goes banging, Shabbos, like at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. This kid's banging on the door. And the Shabina Rav is resting. And, and he comes to the, he comes, he hears banging, he comes to the door, and there's a little bacha standing there with his Gemara. And Shabina Rav says, Shabina Rav says, yes, what is it? He says, uh, I have a Bechina tomorrow in Yeshiva, and I was wondering if I could chaza with the Rebbe. <laughs> this guy went straight, this kid went straight for the top. No, no mentoring program. You know? <laughs> straight for the Shabina Rav. So Shabina Rav says, yeah, sure, sure. He comes to sit down, and he learns with him for whatever an hour or something. Helps him with the Gemara, and then at the end, the Chibinur wanted to give him a little Moser, uh, and he said, "Ingela, sometimes on Shabbos, uh, Shabbos at, at that time, sometimes a yid is taking a rest. It's important to know that." So the Bacha was horrified, and he said, "I never imagined that the Chibinur was sleeping on Shabbos." As he said, <laughs> just like that. And the Tzibin Rav said over this Maisa, and he said that for the rest of his life he was makabal upon himself never to sleep on oh, Shabbos. Yeah. Wow. That bocha, that, that boy thought that. And he had with such a clear, I never imagined that the God of Hador was like, what's it like? Shabbos? I never thought, I'm sorry. Tzibin Rav said, such, such a, the rest of his life he was makabal Shabbos. No. What would you or I be makabal? Don't ever answer the door. <laughs> <laughs> It's a different. It's a different place. But he's saying that tzaddik. V'oid b'zara kodesh. The lashon of the zara kodesh. V'naichin b'naicha shlim. On Shabbos, a person is able to have full menucha. Now, the sleeping squad learns that full menucha means ah, full menucha. That's not. What, that's not what the zara is saying. V'naichin b'naicha shlim means from the Yitzhahara. It means from the it means from the from feeling that my Yiddishkeit is is not my priority. I have menucha from the from that. Menachem menachem shlim full menucha means teva Yisrael. That I'm able to be in that place of teva, of who I am, emes who I am, teva Yisrael, who I am. Menachem menachem shlim, misneshimikulu, then a person is able on Shabbos to forget everything. Call rugzin, call dinin, the call puchanin kashin. All anger, all dinim, all din, and puchanin kashin means avodah kashin, hard work. But again, the Zohar is not talking about to forget the hard work of of, of being uh, uh, my job. That, that anybody, that's, you have a day off, you can forget the hard work on Labor Day also. On Memorial Day also, you can forget your hard work. That's not what Shabbos is, Memorial Day. That you're off from work. That's not what it means. Avodah kasha means that my Yiddishkeit is not avodah kasha. 
during the week. Being a Jew is an Avayda Kasha for me. I'm separated from my Teva, from who I really am. And that's why I feel during the week that everything is a Shlep. My, my, everything meaning my Avayda. My, my Avayda Hashem is a Shlep. It's hard for me to be a Jew. So Shabbos is in time. It is well as in space, in, in place. In Israel, a, a Jew is able to feel teva yisrael. That's why some of the some of the crazy things in Israel come from that, because you're completely off guard. You're just yourself in Israel. But that, depending on who you are, that could be that could be you know that could be, that could be crazy. Because when you're acting yourself, when you're, it's like the same thing when you're in, when you're a guest in somebody's home, right? So when you're a guest in somebody, when you're a guest away from your own home, in that place where, the, where you don't have manucha, but what is when you're when you're somebody is that you usually will behave, right? Valderchas uh, will behave when he's in a place where he's uncomfortable. You'll behave. So you can get like you can get some guy, you know, if, after the Super Bowl, and you tell these guys they're going to the White House, and these guys like put on a necktie, it looks so weird, you know, and they. Like, they used to take pictures of them, like uh, these guys with a necktie, and, and then they probably have to give them, like, two weeks uh, every day, three or four hours, talk to them, not to say, uh, not to say uh, vulgar, obscene words, to say, you know, I'm so happy to meet you, the blanket president. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met a blanket president in my blanket life. <laughs> so, you have, so, so they, have to have, they have to have a whole s- seminar with them for two weeks of these guys. Listen, listen. Listen, Bobby, Bobby, listen, you got to say, I'm happy to meet you, Mr. President. Try that. I'm happy to miss Mr. Blank. No, Mr. President. It's not by the kosher, no? It's not by the kosher. When you're, when you're away from your place, when you're away from your place, then you're away from your teva. And when you're away from your teva, then there are all these artificial things that you try to, you know, so you behave. You try to, you know, then you try to manners. But when you're home, you have manuch. And then you're in your teva. That's why if you want to know who you really are, it's not how you behave to other people. You're a big balder cheritz. Of course, sir. Yes, thank you. Can I help you? Can I help you? What can I do for you? Your mother never heard you say that. <laughs> mommy, what can I do for you? Can I help you? Please, mommy, go to lie down. Relax. We had once a member of the kids. They were still little. So all my, my girls... That time I think there were four of them. Uh, they went to my cousin's in Williamsburg to spend the Shabbos. And um, and the girls came back, and they couldn't get over like the, they had so many inter- they they had so much it was so much fun and they had such a good time with all the cousins and stuff with my uh, cousins, and 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 we were at the Shabbos table and the girls were saying, "Ma, you wouldn't believe it." Ruchi, she, she goes, when it comes time after the meal to clean up, Ruchi goes to the couch, and she relaxes, she rests on the couch, Ruchi, and all of the kids, the the little ones, from the littlest, they're all cleaning up. And they're telling this over to my wife. <laughs> like a vart. Like, you wouldn't believe it. So so I look at my wife and I, we look at each other, and and uh, she, my wife is too nice, she doesn't say, so I said, so like, that sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> So, your mommy can go to the couch, that's what you're saying. And everybody here, you're going to take care. They look like, I don't know what I was talking about, they were always saying over mice of Sadiqim. They, they, they didn't mean to say that that's like something that we do, that's just a mice from Sadiqim. 
<clears throat> that's how we that's how we look at stories of Sadiq. That's not why the stories are being told. The stories are being told she should get up and clean. But the way we look at Maisif, we say, Ooh, Maisif and the Vedic. Like the Chibina Rav, oh Maisif and Chibina Rav. But uh, I should I should cut down from my four hour nap on Shabbos to make it to a little bit or to no, that's what Shibina Rav's are Maisif. So when you're when you're in your natural habitat, the guard is down. Then you find out what your teva is. That could be good, that could be bad. What your teva is. How you talk to your wife, how you talk to your kids. That's your teva, because you're comfortable. So the teva can, can, can be something which is very, very, very high. Of course, the deepest level, the teva very Jew is pure and is holy and is good. Of course. But you understand that when you're away from home, so then you take upon yourself artificial things. That's outside of Eretz it's artificial. It means you can behave nicer. And in general, the Yeshuv of Jews in Eretz generally act more civilized than the Jews in Eretz generally. Well, some civilized Jews here and there in Eretz but for the most part, in Eretz it's all eaten. Everybody is machaimish, you know. Everybody tells everybody what they think. Not nobody. You don't have to say thank you, please. You know. In America, in Chutzlars, so they said, "Please, thank you." So on. There are other civil things that people do, but it's because it's unnatural here. So you're not at home. So you have to act in another way. Take on all these things. HSL, we're going to continue. HSL is Ahava, Rotsen, and Tevekis. It's home. And when you're home, it's altogether different Yiddish guy. Okay, we'll continue, Mr. Shem. There was a beautiful video ready that went around this week.